Welcome back to just another fantasy football podcast with Aaron and Peter. And it's wide receiver week. We are still going through our dynasty startup position rankings. Next week, we're going to actually get into our dynasty startup strategy for the one that we are doing that was voted on by listeners of the show and followers on Twitter. It is a Superflex tight end premium league. So today we're going to run through what our consensus wide receiver ranks are. and We're going to jump right into it because there's not a lot of news. Um, but Aaron, since you're usually jump-starting the show, I'm going to start by talking about our tier one of wide receivers, which is Devontae Adams as number one, Tyreek Hill number two, and Stephon Diggs number three. That's kind of our clear, proven consensus, number one wide receiver on your team type of guy. Um, but as we talk about that, it is really crazy to me. You have Stephon Diggs two overall. I have him three. He lands at three on our consensus. Um, think about where he was last year. He was like wide receiver 30. Yeah. Some people like just didn't want him taking him off the board. So as we start this discussion on wide receiver rankings, what's more important than one, two, three, which I think a lot of people are going to have those same top three. Who Give me your 2021 Stephon Diggs a guy you're targeting in trade, a guy you're targeting in dynasty startup, who is your guy kind of in that anywhere from 25 to 40 range that you think can literally be your number two wide receiver overall in dynasty next year? It's a bold prediction. It's not like obviously you don't think it's going to happen or or we wouldn't have him at 25. I mean, if we have to go that deep, I would probably say maybe someone like Terry McLaurin. It's not sexy. It's not as sexy as Diggs. Oh, but no, but. but that's not. See, that's that's just that's a that's our rankings because Terry McLaurin's top ten in most people's rankings. He's in that ten to twelve range for most consensus rankings. Give me a better name than that. McLaurin's way more respected than Diggs was last year once he got traded to Buffalo. I've got a couple good names here. Let me throw mine at you, and then and then you can and then you can tell me what you think. So. And you can kind of get more of an idea of where I'm going. Um, so my number one is Jerry Judy. I think he's got that similar digs pedigree. First round wide receiver, stud route runner. Like nobody disagrees with that. In a situation we don't really like and wasn't amazing last year. Um, but he's still young. So it's got to be somebody that like people can still get excited about for dynasty reasons. And I think he's still young enough, but he's a really distressed asset for a lot of reasons. So I think Judy kind of fits that mold. And then I alt- the other guy that I keep coming back to that kind of feels like he could fit into something like this is Juju. I think if Juju has a huge year, he's jumping all the way up to you know top five dynasty wide receiver again. And, and this one is he was actually there already. So I think that like that's why it would be kind of easier for him to jump in there. And a lot of people just don't want Judy or Juju. I didn't realize I picked like two names that sound exactly the same. But those two guys to me kind of fit that Stephon Diggs role. We've tried to target um, actually both of those guys. We have those guys in a couple leagues. I, you know, So I think that those are guys we are targeting yeah. um, because we like them. They have the upside. We're definitely not paying full price. But at the right price, I think their stock could rise huge. Yeah, and the other thing I was thinking about were the other two Steelers wide receivers. I can see them both. Yeah, I agree. I think um, that's they all have that upside. Kind of, kind of being there. I, I mean, this the Steelers situation isn't exactly the best because you know, I mean, pretty much everyone knows that it's like Ben one year and then what. Um, but I mean, we've seen crazier things happen in one year, so it's it's, it's hard to just predict. It's a hard 
like known drop off versus like you know they could land someone like Aaron Rodgers or Watson, which you never see available. But um, you know, crazier things have happened. So um, I, w- I would have said Judy myself because he's been someone I've been trying to buy a lot lately. But um, I mean, I didn't know how bold you were trying to go. But um, nobody wanted digs. And that's fine. Nobody wanted Diggs after he went to Buffalo. Nobody yeah. wanted. That's who I want. Somebody like that. Not McLaurin, yeah. who some people like drop their pants for. They think McLaurin's like the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah. So I guess it would be someone who's dropping in the rankings, a la Diggs yeah, last year. I think year. Judy's. I think Judy's a good one for you too. I think it's a guy you like. Everyone's scared off a lock, so I would have probably said Judy too. Um, let me just try to find someone else who's like kind of dropping. If I, if I can get that. Um, while you're looking at that, I'll read the next tier for the listeners so they can have something to chew on while you're looking. The next tier. So while I think we we kind of think of fantasy a different way than a lot of people, we like those top three guys. They're proven production. There may be some question marks, but we think they're studs. They've shown it to us a ton of times. Okay, with Adams, Hill, and Diggs. The next group is the young upside studs that everybody's going to love and a lot of people are going to have these different guys in their top you know, three and take them really early. But from our perspective, shockingly coming in at a consensus number four, you have really, I have worked you up on Mr. C.D. Lamb, who's number four for us. Justin Jefferson is number five. D.K. Metcalf is number six. Calvin Ridley is number seven. A.J. Brown is number eight. And Jamar Chase is number nine. So that four to nine range are a bunch of just young, huge upside, exciting studs at the wide receiver position. Is there one that you think you're going to get more than others? Is there one that you you know want to talk about more than the other ones? There's one that I see a big ranking discrepancy on, and that's Calvin Ridley. You have him at nine. I have him at six. I don't see how he's not right up there with Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, D.K. Metcalf. I, get, I mean, they're all close. I, I put them all in the same tier. So from nine to... That's a fun tier. That's a really yeah, fun yeah. tier. Yeah, I mean, I would love to have anyone in that tier, but someone's got to be last. I think Jefferson, obviously, everyone's going crazy over Jefferson this season. Um, last last offseason, I thought it was, I think it was DK Metcalf. So, like, he's kind of... I mean, you still want DK Metcalf, but he's he's not the darling. Now it's Jefferson. Um, but... um. CD Lamb's not really getting that attention. I think we've I always, I we've, like we've always had him this high, but like yeah. people are putting him behind Jefferson and Metcalf, and, and that's fine. Like it's it's not crazy, but yeah, especially because um, of the competition. But with that offense, I mean, I think he's got yeah, wide he definitely belongs there. And like he, I I think I watched a little more Cowboys games than I would have liked to last season, given that Dak was out. But like. He was balling out. Like even like it doesn't matter who was playing quarterback. I, I forgot some of the guys that were running out there. I forgot their names. Didn't even know who these people were. But like there was that one catch he made in the end zone where like he contorted his body. That, that was like crazy. Like that's, I mean that stuff like comes easier to to younger guys, I guess. But that stuff's insane. Like what do just, you think about? You still have AJ Brown at seven, even with Julio Jones coming there. It didn't really affect your ranking at all. I have him at nine. I, I mean, I still don't like him, bit. but. Okay. I moved. I had him because I have I Jamar Chase. I have Jamar Chase ahead of him now. Yeah, I mean that. that I mean my rankings are kind of all just the like the guys. Tier. It's all the guys that I like. So like I love Jefferson coming out. I love AJ Brown coming out. So I'm not going to move them too far because I'd love to have them either way. Um, even if you know Julio is joining the team or not. I mean that can ding his value a lot more. But um, 
just personal preference when it comes to that. But I, yeah. I'd love to have everyone in this tier. Ridley just happens to be my least favorite. Yeah, I'm surprised that Julio going from Ridley to A.J. Brown, and you still have A.J. Brown above Ridley. That, that's a miss for me. But I love any of these guys. They'll be really fun to have as your wide receiver one with you know upside being shooting the moon. Um, the next two guys are common names that we've seen up in the top five wide receivers for years and years. And that is Nuke Hopkins at 10 and Michael Thomas at 11. And to me, that is the end of wide receivers I'm confident will be very good. That is the end of guys I would be excited to have as my wide receiver one. That's 11 wide receivers, but I think there is a huge, huge cliff at number 11. Do you agree or no? I'd put the cliff at 10, and I'd just say it's not that huge. Oh, you you so you don't you don't like Michael Thomas very much. I'd maybe put like the next like four or five guys kind of in there. I, I don't really like Michael Thomas that much, but I mean that's okay. just personal preference. So you think Michael Thomas is closer to the next couple guys we're going to mention yeah. than he is to Hopkins? Than he is to Hopkins. So yeah. you'd have Hopkins with that, you know, AJ Brown, Jamar Chase, that that tier. Yeah, he'd be closer to that. If you're okay. splitting the two, he I'd put him in that one and then put Tom Thomas in the one below. We have. Okay, to me, he's much less exciting. Um, and he was a little scary last year, to be honest. Like, he had some huge games, especially early. It wasn't that fun to own him late in the season. And I remember, like, Josh Norris would put those route-running trees, and he just kept running, like, the little two yards up and then fade toward the sidelines. He would run that, like, 50 times a game and then, like, a slant. He wasn't running a ton of routes, so that's kind of scary for Hopkins. And they got A.J. Green, who I know kind of sucks, but, like, still, it's somebody there that's going to potentially eat targets from him. So... I don't know. I, I'm a little less excited about Hopkins than I've been in years past, even though I think he is amazing for probably the next year or two. I still think he's like top five redraft wide receiver. But all right, let's get into the next tier. And this is one of the hardest tiers for me. I kept going back and forth a million different times, a million different ways on all of these guys. Um, but I'm going to read a huge tier. You tell me if it if I stopped where you would stop. Okay. DJ Moore, number 12. Keenan Allen, number 13. Devonta Smith, Number 14, Mike Evans. Number 15, Allen Robinson. Number 16, Chris Godwin. Number 17, Terry McLaurin. Number 18, T. Higgins. Number 19, Kenny Galladay. Number 20, Cooper Cup. Number 21. That's the end of the tier for me. I probably would have stopped after McLaurin. You would have stopped after McLaurin, so you would not have had Higgins, Galladay, or Cup in that tier. Correct. Okay. All right, and I think that's fair. These are all guys that like could be wide receiver one, but there's some really scary parts of them. We have all these guys ranked pretty closely, except with the exception of three. So, and all three of them, I have them ranked much higher than you. So I have Devonta Smith 12, you have him 19. I'll give my reasoning for 12. I think you're probably closer to consensus. I don't love any of these guys. So give me the guy that just destroyed all the records is young, is starting out with his team, should be a wide receiver one. Like, we've seen the warts of DJ Moore. We've seen Keenan Allen bust his kidney right when you need him most. We've seen Mike Evans be the most boring wide receiver that you don't really want to have every year. Um, so I would just take my shot and, and shoot my shot with Devonta Smith at 12. You have him all the way at 19. I understand why, so we don't really have to discuss that one as much. But I have Cooper Cup at 17 and Kenny Galladay at 18. You have them at 25, Cooper Cup, and 23, Kenny Galladay. Why don't you like them? Mr. Daniel Jones, truther, the Giants are on their way back, but Galladay's barely a wide receiver too? 
I'm more excited for Daniel Jones and, and because he has more versatile weapons now. I don't know who the targets are going to go. I mean, you know, Galladay is going to be the main focus of that. But what that looks like, I'm not really too sure about. And what about Cup, though? Like, how many years does Cup have to be awesome before you're like, yes, he is a top 20 wide receiver? Like, you don't even think he's a wide receiver, too, technically. You have him at 25. I He's pretty old. And I, at that point, I'd rather just have Woods later. I think I think him and Woods are almost like identical no so no, i rather like i have woods so. i mean i know i have woods at 30 I, mean, I love woods but but no i think i think they're closer than i i think they're closer so i rather just have woods later personally um but that's the reason why i have i have couple i mean he's just he's older and kenny galladay's older too so age age kind of factors in there but um I don't think the Giants are going to be some explosive offense. I think it's going to be better for Daniel Jones in general, but I don't think you're going to see Galladay with like 100 catches. I don't think like I think they're going to spread the ball around and maybe be a better real life football team than than like a fantasy football team. All right, next tier is Jalen Waddle at 22, Juju Smith-Schuster at 23, Amari Cooper 24, Deontay Johnson 25, Brandon Ayuk 26. I guess I'll stop it there. So those are kind of like young guys that have upside but are kind of scary. Like I'm not super excited if any of these guys are my wide receiver too even. Um, what, do you have any thoughts about this tier? We basically have both of these guys or all of these guys ranked pretty closely. So there's no big rankings discrepancies between the two of us. Yeah, I mean I'd take Juju for what you let off the episode with. Um, he's going to be a free agent again next year and, and teams are going to have more money to spend. So um Maybe some of these other better teams get in the running for a guy like Juju, depending on you know how his year shapes up this year. Uh, Amari Cooper still good. I, I would be excited to have either of those guys as my wide receiver too. Deontay yeah, Johnson seems to be getting fed, and I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be scared of Deontay Johnson or Ayuk. I'd be scared of either one of those. Guys. I traded Ayuk away earlier for that very reason. You know, we just never saw him, Debo, and Kittle all on at the same time, and so. He always seemed to be like a product of one or both of them being injured. So I'm just not going to bet on that that volume being there like like a lot of people are just assuming is going to happen. Yeah, to me, I would rather have some guys from this next tier, which is a small tier, but I'll read it. Julio Jones at 27, I think we're at. Um, Jerry Judy at 28. Odell Beckham at 29. And Chase Claypool at 30. I would rather have those guys, I think, than Ayuk and Deontay, even though I don't have a rank like that. I feel like if I was drafting, I would feel more confident sliding those guys in, with the exception of Judy. Like Julio, Odell, and Claypool, I feel like I would be more confident in as my wide receiver too, especially Claypool for the upside. But Julio Jones, let's talk about him for a second. To me, more than any other wide receiver in the entire list, he depends on how your first couple rounds of drafting go. If you have a team you think is pretty good, I could see myself drafting Julio all the way as high as like above Jalen Waddle. So like above 22. He could be like wide receiver all the way as high as 22 for me. If my team is young and not going to be that good, I drop him all the way to like behind Rashad Bateman, probably behind, I would say behind Rashad Bateman. So like 37, 38 range. Like he can, he has like a, 
15, 20 spot rankings flip depending on how my dynasty startup draft is going. Do you agree with that? Or do you kind of just slot him in at 30 and you're not taking him higher than that? And you're probably not taking him much lower than that. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You're not drafting Julio unless you're trying to be competitive, like in a right out the gate in a dynasty startup. So, I mean, you're you're assuming... Either that or until the value gets to be too good, which at that point, it's dropping quite a bit. Like, I would rather have everybody we're about to read in the next tier over him if my team's not that good. But I'm not ever taking Corey Davis over Julio Jones. I'm not ever taking right. um, Will Fuller or Henry Ruggs. I'm not ever taking any of those guys over Julio. Like, there yeah. is a line. Yeah, there is a line where you'll you'll he's more valuable on your team versus passing on him for right. someone else. right. So the next tier is a weird one. Um, some old, some young. This is going to be a lot of personal preference, but there's going to be one name that's really going to stick out. So at 31, we have Adam Thielen. 32, LaVisca Chenault. 33, DJ Chark. It's funny how they ended up next to each other. 34, Robert Woods. I feel like I'd rather have him than either of those guys, potentially. Um, 35, Rashad Bateman. 36, Michael Pittman. Wait, did I mess that up? 36. Five, you Rashad, 30, oh, Debo. sorry, yes, I missed Debo. 35 is Debo Samuel. 36, Rashad Bateman. 37, Michael Pittman. 38, Cortland Sutton. And we'll stop there um, to talk about. So there's one guy in this group that I love and you hate. And then there's one guy that I'm not going to say you love, but you have ranked in this area and I have ranked much lower. So the guy that I love and have ranked at 27 overall is Debo Samuel. You have him ranked at 42, which I think is a <laughs> joke. Like, you would rather have Tyler Lockett than him. You'd rather have Elijah Moore than him. You'd rather have Will Fuller than him. That's that's asinine. That, that makes absolutely no sense. Like, if you want to tell me you want Rashad Bateman over him, fine. But those guys, that's a joke. Like, you would not do that. I would. I wouldn't no, expect any. I wouldn't expect anyone else to, but I would. I rather that's have. Dumb. He's young. He's he was their number one before he got hurt. If you want to say he's injury prone, fine. But like that offense should be getting better and better. He's a playmaker. They're gonna use. They targeted him. He was taken with a good draft pick. The quarterback hopefully is getting improved over the next few years. It makes no sense to plummet him in your ranking. Like there's no way you'd rather have Tyler Lockett or Will Fuller or, or like any of these guys compared to him. It makes no sense. Even Michael Pittman. Like, what has Michael Pittman showed you that he's better than Debo Samuel? I just think there's a future there for him to be the one, the target hog, the, I mean, not likely, but I think there's a better route to that than Debo These Samuel. These are half PPR rankings, all right? Don't forget that. Well, I mean, I think you can play. I think Kyle Shanahan's shown that it doesn't. Yeah, it helps to have great... You'd rather have old, little, mini Tyler Lockett, who's mini. great for three what weeks the... and terrible everyone else, than Debo yes. Samuel. I'd rather have That's Tyler so Lockett dumb. over Debo Samuel. I would not That's take so Debo Samuel for Tyler Lockett straight up. That's so dumb. All right, so this will be a water bet then. Let's do, over the next three years, Debo Samuel versus Tyler Lockett. Over the next three years, okay. Yeah, that's fan. You got to no, look no, at more than fine. one year in dynasty. That's All right. fine. I'm Put it on fine. the board. Put it on the board. We can keep track. We're not going to stop doing this, so we can well, we can track years. it for three years. Yeah, when when Tyler Lockett's out of the league next year, uh, we can. He just signed and a four-year extension. So what? So what? Give him two years. He'll be out. We love saying people are going to be out of the league when they just signed. We'll see. Extension. Joe Mixon versus funny Joe Mixon. Doesn't actually matter. Now it's yeah. The, he's, uh, he's basically out of the league. Okay. All right. Next tier. 
Uh, oh, and then let's talk about Cortland Sutton. How much do you like him? I feel like we've talked about him so much. We don't need to belabor the point. I hate Cortland Sutton. I'm not going to own him anywhere. I've met 43. Um, I don't think we need to belabor it because you don't love him anyway. I mean, I like right. him. It's it's just the everyone knows it's just the quarterback situation. I'd love Judy and Sutton a lot more if they had like any of the other like 30 quarterbacks in the league on their team. And that's like including Teddy, like like Teddy Bridgewater doesn't get me excited for them either. So it's like you give me Tua with those two, like I'm I'm more excited. You give me Daniel Jones, probably I'm more excited. You give me like Jared Goff, yeah, I'm more excited. So it's like no, it's Daniel it's, Jones is not. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not like those, I'm not the saying they're guys. the best wide receivers in the league with Daniel Jones. I'm just saying I'm more excited than them with Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. If you say so. If you say so. Um, all right. So the next tier starting at 39 is Tyler Lockett. 40, Elijah Moore. 41, Corey Davis. 42, Will Fuller. 43, Jalen Rager. 44, Henry Ruggs. 45, Tyler Boyd. 46, Rondell Moore. 47, Terrace Marshall. 48, Hollywood Brown. 49, Mike Williams. I'll cut it there because at least you can try to talk yourself into some of these guys. Um, let's start with somebody I have way too high who will plummet in our rankings, and that's Corey Davis. I have him at 38. That's too high. I'd rather have a lot of these guys over him. You have Will Fuller at 39. That's too high. One-year deal, not a great downfield target quarterback, missing a game. I don't know how much time he's got left. Always hurt. Like You're not going to be excited to draft Will Fuller. And then lastly, why do you have Tyler Boyd so low? Why do you have him at 50 overall? That's the one I'm most interested in because Will Fuller, I don't really care what you have to say because everybody already knows all his problems. And Corey Davis, I have ranked too high. So that's a miss by me. I have him 37. You have him 48. I think 48 is too low, but 37 is too high. So somewhere in the middle, 41 is where he lands on our list. I'm okay with him there. Hey, you were high on Corey Davis uh, earlier. On one of our yeah, shows. Well, I mean, he's going to get and, fed. That was your that was your whole argument. So he was just going to get yeah, fed. Yeah, but I can't. I don't feel like I can have him almost ten spots ahead of Cortland Sutton. No, I yeah, think he's yeah. right around Cortland Sutton. Like I would, I would say he's right around Cortland Sutton. I'd probably prefer Davis to Sutton. I definitely would prefer Davis to Sutton. But I have him. Like I would definitely take Tyler Boyd over Corey Davis. But I have him below him right now. But you would. You have Tyler Boyd at fifty. Why? Um. I guess just because he's not sexy. Because I mean, I feel like he's a great flex or like even wide receiver three. You just kind of plug him in. You think Burrow, now, Burrow now with him. Chase and Higgins now? I mean, Higgins would be yeah. my other answer to the question in the beginning of the episode of someone who's, you know, Chase is coming in. Like Higgins was up there. I mean, we're talking in season. Higgins was up there like with Jefferson as far as like if you got Higgins or Jefferson, you were. You were awesome. You had a great rookie draft. But then Jefferson obviously had the season he had, the full season he had, and then Higgins had to deal with Burrow. But, um, I mean, I think people that had Higgins probably thought, hey, I got a good, I got a stud receiver, um, at least for what, what he was showing in his rookie year. And then now with Chase coming in, people are just kind of like, eh, you know, Chase is going to come in and eat his lunch. I'd still take a shot on Higgins being a top, uh, maybe not top three, but uh, being up there in the top 12 possibly. Uh, so I like Higgins um, a lot more than some people, and I think I'll take a shot on Mike Williams. Like I, I have him in in our uh, in our home league, and and I'm not gonna. I mean, no one's gonna want to trade for him, so like I'm gonna hold him. Because I was like all about him. I was all about him last year, 
And then he just disappointed again, even with Herbert being awesome. Like that to me, I don't know. He's a little scary to me. I, I actually really want to get to the next group because I think there are potential like fantasy starters for this year if you're doing a startup dynasty that you may take over Terrace Marshall, Hollywood Brown, Ruggs, like Rager, a lot of these guys because um, aside from Amari Rogers who comes in at 55 on our list, but just listen to these guys that are starting at 50, which is insane to think. And that's the other thing. Like I don't think in our startup, I think I'm going to be pushing to wait on wide receiver after those top 11. I think I'm really going to be pushing to wait. I want to get as many of the top 11 as we can and then wait because Jarvis Landry, Curtis Samuel, Michael Gallup, Devontae Parker, Robbie Anderson, and Brandon Cooks. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if any of those guys end up right in that 25 to 30 range all year this year. Would you? Who's your favorite, you know, guy or two from that group? Don't you like that group? I mean, that's not a bad group if I am stuck having to play one of those guys in my flex. Yeah, that's the thing that stuck out to me when I was getting down here um, and adjusting our rankings, preparing for this show. Um, was that, like, geez, like, Brandon Cooks is down here at 55. Like, Devontae Parker's here at 54. Curtis Samuel's at 41. Like, when you hear that number, you're like, this is so low. But, like, it just it just goes to show, like, how deep we're seeing. And, and like, you know, Curtis Samuel can have – it wouldn't surprise me Some if he had a him. good season. Like, yeah. You have him at 41. I mean, you have him really high. I have him at 59, and I, but, like, I would be fine if I have him on my team. I wouldn't hate yeah. to have him on my team at all. Like, if you told me he was better than Hollywood Brown, I wouldn't be surprised. I know you haven't ranked that way. But, like, if you told me Curtis Samuel was better than, I don't know, let me come all the way up to Corey Davis, you know, Tyler Lockett, whatever, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And yeah, if Odell gets sure. hurt again or gets traded, Jarvis Landry's going to be a top 25 wide receiver like he always is. Clockwork. You know? Yeah. And, and, again, Devontae Parker could be, wouldn't surprise me. Robbie Anderson was a bunch last year. Brandon Cooks, there's nobody else. Like, I could be in for that stuff. And then kind of rounding out our top 60, and I'll read even a couple more than 60 just so you can hear the names. Like Amari Rogers is right there. Then Kadarius Toney, Denzel Mims, Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton, Christian Kirk, Miko Hardman, Nico Collins, Diami Brown, Nikhil Harry, A.J. Green, Darius Slayton, Nelson Aguilar. Like these are guys we didn't even rank that are absolutely draftable in my opinion. Like those guys are – maybe not Darius Slayton – but I, besides him, I think those guys are draftable. Like, I could I could talk myself into those guys as my last pick and be totally fine with it. I mean, yeah, you're definitely going to be drafting those guys at some point. But, um, it, like you were saying, going all the way up to, let's see, like Bateman, Pittman, Sutton, like anyone from there, like down, wouldn't surprise me if they were. So those guys were, what, 36? overall on ours or yeah so 36 anywhere from 36 to 60 like wouldn't wouldn't shock me if yeah i would probably go even higher like like would you be surprised if they were better than dj chark because i wouldn't he's 33 on our list or even chanel 32 like i would be surprised if they were better than adam thielen i would i would be surprised so that's i think our line 31 is thielen so it's like if anybody if any of these guys from 32 to 60 like, why are we taking any of them? <laughs> I'll just wait and see who I get later. You know, gobble up as many of the top 30 guys as you can and then just wait. Even young guys. Like, you can even get youth late. Like, you can get guys like Ruggs and you can get guys like Rogers and yeah. Tony. Or you and- can get 
guys like Cooks, where it's like exactly. if you have a good team, just slot him in for, I mean, however, however longer he's going to play. I mean, he's or got if you go young, plans. you take Cooks and then flip him later once he's actually had a couple good weeks, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's really yeah. deep. But before we go, I want to I want to ask you another question. So we asked kind of who could jump into the top two. Give me somebody in the top 20, okay, that you could see just plummeting and being undraftable next year. I'd probably say Devonta Smith. Really? Okay, so you could see him taking like a Judy like tumble down into the like thirty. Or like a range. Rager. I mean, we saw it with Rager. I mean, Rager wasn't yeah, ranked as high to start, but it's like he was a first round draft pick. Everyone was excited for him, and like career. like no one care like like no one cares about him right right now. So, and it was only because I can't see anyone else like in this group like yeah. Mike Evans, Godwin. I'm trying Mine's to look at like, the Evans. bottom. I can see I could see Mike Evans plummet. Like, I think people already don't like him. If he has one bad year, it would not surprise me at all if people start talking about him like he's Corey Davis. Like, I think he could plummet pretty easily if he has one bad year and Brady retires or something. If he has, like, if he has one bad year, it would be literally just that. It would be his first, like, ever bad I, year. I agree with you. I would still be taking him. I just can see him plummeting if he yeah. has a bad year. Somebody in this top 20. And people are going to start saying, hey, he's not that young, you know, it was kind of fluky, he's always had bad hands. I could just kind of see that happening, but... I roll. Yeah. So, all right, let's get to our trade of the week. And it happened in my last rookie draft, which is currently happening right now. It's a two-quarterback league. I had picks 9 and 10. Mac Jones fell. I don't love him, but I took him at 9. And I was planning on taking Etienne at 10... But somebody tugged at my heartstrings and for some reason put Dalvin Cook on the block and was just trying to get rid of him. So he offered me Dalvin Cook. We negotiated a little bit back and forth. But where the deal ended was I got Dalvin Cook for pick 110 and Kenny Galladay. Um, So my team is like on the way now, has a chance to win. My quarterbacks were my weak point. I have Matt Ryan. I have Cam Newton and now Mac Jones. And I have our boy Tyson Hill. It's a 14-team, two-quarterback league, so it's tough to get quarterbacks. They're very expensive, so I was happy with Mac Jones at nine. Grade the trade. What do you think? Yeah, the fact that he didn't take Mac Jones, and, I mean, I would have probably taken Mac Jones over Devonta Smith, maybe. Yeah, the um, guy ended up taking Devonta Smith at 10. But getting your boy Dalvin, I mean, that was the best player can't in the beat trade. That. So yeah. yeah, you can't beat that. Um, so why don't you give them a preview here of what we're going to do with this startup? What's the timeline look like and what can they look forward to as we go into the, to the next couple weeks? Yeah, so the next couple weeks, we're probably going to be hitting some just like random topics like offenses we want, we want parts of, um, five guys we might be lower on, five guys we might be higher on. We're going to get into some of the redraft stuff as the, as the season gets closer and then, um, with the startup draft, uh, we're going to try to find a good league on, on sleeper, see if we can get one going there. And yeah, then, definitely uh, not MFL. Yeah, definitely not MFL. We hate <laughs> MFL. And the fact that yeah. you have to pay for it is even worse. But um, yeah. see if we can jump in a random league there and just get another league going for uh, more content, more more things to talk if about. If anybody listening has a good league that they need somebody in or they're starting one up, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, just another FFP. Um, cause we can interact there. That's where we do our polls. That's where we do most of our talking. That's where we're going to post our rankings eventually. So hit us up on there make sure you subscribe to the podcast. 
Um, leave us a rate or review on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, however you listen to it, wherever we post it. And thanks again for listening to just another fantasy football podcast this week. Until next time. Peace.